Welcome to the Practice X Factor, the podcast to help provide you with tools, ideas, and real-world insights to grow your practice 2x, 5x, or even 10x. Welcome to another episode of the Practice X Factor. We're glad to have everybody back with us, and uh, as always, we try to bring you some action-packed content, and people will interview on the episodes, so things that you can use to start implementing and growing your practice today. So today we have Dr. Louis Maltzmacher, and um, if you haven't heard of Dr. Maltzmacher, he is a um, practicing general dentist, internationally known lecturer and author. He's also president of the AAFE, which is the American Academy of Facial Aesthetics, which is a really, really neat organization. So uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for being on. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate here the opportunity to be with you. Yeah, absolutely. So, so uh, Dr. Meltzmager, tell us a little bit, of, you know, a little more about yourself and kind of how you got to being involved with the AAFE and where you are today in dentistry. How you got there? Yeah, sounds good. I appreciate it. Um, and I started out like the way everybody started out. I started out in practice. Oh my gosh, it's uh, been pretty much 40 years ago, and uh, I, I just uh, I went right into a group practice. I was in dental school. Um, I had the benefit of um, doing work study in dental school, uh, and I kind of worked my way to, to kind of pay off dental school a little bit and just to make some money to live on um, by working in the anatomy lab. That was always one of the things that I loved, and also... Um, working a lot with materials, uh, you know, at that time, uh, it was just the beginning of uh, composite resins, if you can imagine. And I would say that, you know, a bunch of your listeners uh, were not even born by then, and they don't really even understand or know much about uh, amalgam restorations. But the, the composite resins were just getting started. The aesthetic dentistry literally was just getting started. Veneers. Um, this was in the early 80s as they were started to come on um, and be popular a little bit. And so I worked with a lot of the materials on the material side and then just went into private practice. But I continued both that, uh, you know, the, the, the anatomy, I guess, hobby and also the materials hobby. And it was uh, soon after that um, I joined a fantastic uh, private practice in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, we've got three offices still to this day. Uh, we also have a whole section that just does nursing homes um, and, uh, and, and just uh, general dentistry has always really been my life uh, for that. But it's also been all aspects of general dentistry. And one, one of the other areas that I really, I love the endo, I love the perio, I love the restorative and crown and bridge. Um, I really got into porcelain veneers. Um, I just got back from the office seating a bunch of porcelain veneers today. And, uh, and, you know, when you wrap it all together, um, and then I started speaking from the get-go. I remember one of the local, uh, one of the local supply houses, which was a regional chain at that time, uh, needed a speaker about composite resins. And uh, they asked me. I was a customer. And uh, really from there, I've been, I've been speaking and teaching in dentistry for that long um, and also just been practicing dentistry as well. And then uh, and one of the areas that I was also interested in was uh, TMJ oral facial pain. We had at the time in uh, 1980 in Case Western Reserve University School of Dentistry at the time, um, a couple of periodontists that everybody thought were just crazy and out of their minds. 
and they uh, were teaching us, you know, how to treat TMJ and oral facial pain with something that's been around even longer, and that's called trigger point therapy in muscles. And I can just tell you that everybody absolutely thought they were out of their minds uh, for that. But it turns out that would then come back into my life about uh, 25 years later as uh, we started the AAFE about, you know, 12, 13 years ago, I'd say. Um, and uh, the American Academy of Facial Aesthetics uh, is about 12 years ago is when um, Botox just popped up on the radar screen. And I did general dentistry, and I still do general dentistry, some of the bigger cases uh, for our group even now. Um, but all of a sudden, about 12 years ago, Botox popped up on the radar screen uh, in dentistry. And it had been used, you know, here and there just for TMJ and oral facial pain. And we'll talk why that is in just a few minutes. But just to complete the story, um, and I really saw the potential. I had been lecturing a, a lot on minimally invasive porcelain veneers, um, along with, you know, a lot of different aspects of dentistry. Um, but now there was an opportunity to really expand the services that a dentist could do. And I'm in Ohio, and the Ohio Dental Board actually put out a, a uh, position paper, a position statement that said that, you know, dentists could, could go ahead and do Botox and, and dermal fillers. And, uh, and I was interested, but I was really interested when my wife told me, you know, you better go learn this. And I said, why? She says, because I'm going to start getting it and I'm either going to have you do it or I'm going to go pay someone else to do it. And uh, being a very typical dentist that, uh, that likes to save money, I figured, well, I better go ahead and learn how to do this. Um, plus, it will make my wife happy. And, uh, and I saw the tremendous, tremendous potential for the use of Botox in aesthetics and therapeutics in dentistry, along with thermal fillers along with a newer injectable called uh, Solid Filler PDO Thread. Um, and that's literally how the AAFE, the American Academy of Facial Aesthetics, was born at the time. Um, and that just takes us, you know, all the way up to today. I mean, you know, our first course was uh, eight dentists not far away from uh, where I live in Cleveland, Ohio, in Canton, Ohio. And um, from there, it just I mean, it really just exploded to this day uh, where we have, you know, trained probably close to 20,000 dental professionals over those 12 years. And we have thousands and thousands of members. We are a multidisciplinary organization that includes dentists, physicians, nurses, nurse practitioners, and physician assistants. But, you know, our, again, still our main focus is certainly dentists. And, uh, you know, what we've developed over the years is really the way to use Botox and dermal fillers and PDO threads within the scope of, de of, of dental practice. We've worked with nearly every single dental board uh, around the country. We've, uh, I mean, we've presented at many of them. We've presented at, at uh, you know, many dental universities. Uh, we do our annual course at the American Dental Association annual meeting. Um, on Botox and dermal fillers, our live patient training, and that's what we're really all about. We're really all about the live patient training uh, for that. But we're also specifically for dentists, and it's more important for them than any other healthcare professional, exactly how to do this within the scope of dental practice from the aesthetic and therapeutic point of view, exactly how to document it with ICD-10 codes, and really how to do it so that you are completely in line with any regulatory and, and just good 
good dental practice. And uh, I can say it's been a lot of fun. And I can say it's literally transformed dentistry. You ask any dentist that does Botox and it is a different kind of dental practice. It is certainly more fun than any other part of dentistry. Um, there's no insurance involved. Patients are happy to pay for it. It is uh, Botox and fillers are the number one and number two uh, most popular uh, aesthetic services in the world. And, um, and then what it does for TMJ, I mean, there's just so many possibilities that it opens up uh, for a general dental practice. So it's been a lot of fun and we continue to make a lot of strides, uh, but it certainly is very gratifying to see how many dentists we've been able to change their lives and their practices, give them, you know, something that they can add to their practices that really improves patients' lives by making them look great and also feel great. And I was in the office literally just before, and I was, I was just seating this porcelain veneer case, and I'm thinking to myself, my God, this, this is really hard. It's really hard work. Uh, Botox and nerve fillers, uh, once you're well-trained, and it's all about getting great certification training, but once you're well-trained, it's so much easier, and patients like it even more than the dentistry, a lot more than the dentistry, um, and they keep coming back for it. So it's really, it's been a lot of fun. So that is, that, that's the entire life, I hope, in a relatively short period of time. Yeah, well, that's quite a remarkable journey, and, you know, uh, sounds like we all have your wife to thank for the AAFE because she really, she really got the things going to get you into Botox, which is how you ended up where you're at. And I've, I've been to your, you know, the AAFE facility in, in Las Vegas and, uh, you know, done, done a course on there. And certainly it's a, a great course and, a, you know, you, you learn a lot in a short amount of time. So for those who are interested, I would certainly recommend that for all kinds of disciplines of dentistry, you know, um, like you mentioned, TMJ, aesthetics, all these great options. So, um, but you, you've been around, I mean, you know, like you mentioned, start when composites were new, and that's probably when you had to mix the, the base and the catalyst to get the composites, and certainly they weren't as good as they are today, but obviously you've seen a, a, a big change in dentistry. So, you know, I, I think it's interesting when I talk to lots of dentists, they talk about, you know, do you do cosmetic or aesthetic dentistry? And my feeling is that in today's age, all the dentistry we do is really aesthetic because no one's going to come in to get a, a composite on a chipped tooth number nine and not want it to look good. I mean, that's sort of the, the expectation. But tell us how, you know, with Botox, you talked about the veneer case you're delivering today, how, you know, you're, if you're doing veneers, how that ties in so well with Botox, um, because I noticed the same thing as, you know, I'd do a, an implant case or an anterior case and then patient would sit up and, you know, usually a female, but would say, hey, now what can you do about all these wrinkles and these lines? And, and then when you have an answer for that, like, oh, we can, you know, do Botox or dermafillers, that's a great uh, combination, you know, solution to offer our patients. So tell us about, you know, your experience and, and what you teach other dentists about how all those aesthetic uh, portions tie in together. And I appreciate uh, your kind words, Tyler. I mean, that really means a lot. And, um, and, and let's go to that topic because it's an amazing topic because there really is no area of dentistry where Botox does not add something or have an effect. And just as an introduction for, for those uh, that are listening that may not know about Botox, Botox is what is called a neuromodulator. And Botox, if you know nothing else about Botox, 
You just need to know one thing, and that is Botox affects muscles. And if you, if you inject some Botox into a muscle, then that muscle, it's going to basically, it's going to bind to the neuromuscular junction. It's going to prevent the release of acetylcholine and that muscle will start to uh, calm down and not work as hard. If you give enough Botox into a muscle, it'll completely shut down for a period of three months. So Botox is a temporary, uh, it's a temporary treatment, but uh, you know, imagine, let's just go to TMJ, periodontal disease, um, oral facial pain, those kinds of things. When you look at the evidence, uh, 85% of oral facial pain, TMJ, comes from muscles. That is exactly what they teach in every oral facial pain residency across the United States, the postgraduate dental residencies. Uh, 85% of it comes from muscles. And when you look at it from that aspect, then Botox is the perfect tool to use uh, to calm down those muscles. And it's amazing how much pain. I mean, it, you know, of, of all the cases, and then we'll get to the aesthetic part, but of all the cases in dentistry um, that give dentistry the most heartache and the most frustration, it is TMJ, oral facial pain, bruxism, all those different kinds of things, right? I mean, I mean, how many times has, have, have dentists listening uh, gone ahead and you know, patient comes in and they've got sore muscles and headaches or TMJ and they, you know, they're grabbing sides of their face and they're in pain. And we make them a bruxism appliance and you put it in and it may be good for a week or two or maybe not. Patient comes back in a couple of weeks and uh, they, you know, uh, and they're not better. So we start grinding on the appliance and this repeats itself every week for about three months. And after three months, you just can't wait for this patient to either move or die because they're driving you crazy and you wish you, you wish you hadn't made this appliance in the first place. I mean, every dentist has been frustrated with this and TMJ neural facial pain, no one's got really good protocols. And this goes back to what I was talking about with the trigger points, with these crazy periodontists, or at least we thought crazy at the time. Trigger points have been around in medicine for 50 years. And when you combine trigger point therapy and Botox to calm down those muscles, um, it's really, it will change your life from the TMJ neural facial pain without changing their occlusion. And I would say, uh, you know, the AAFE, when it comes to occlusal philosophies and the different institutes that we have in dentistry, you know, we're like Switzerland. We don't care what your occlusal philosophy is. All we're saying is take care of the muscles first and your life will be a lot easier. I don't care if you went to LVI or the Panky Institute or, again, what, whatever your philosophy is, before you grind on teeth, you'll be amazed at how much or, or completely, you know, get rid of their oral facial pain because certainly the evidence, and this surprises a lot of dentists, and I get, you know, it's been so ingrained in so many dentists that pain comes from, uh, from occlusion. Um, they, they, they think, you know, I'm, I'm off the wall for saying this, but it's not, it's taught in all, every oral facial, oral facial pain residency. Most of it comes from muscles, so that's where you start. And Botox is an amazing tool for that. And then you add in all of the, uh, you know, all of the aesthetic purposes for it, which patients, your patients right now, any dentist that's listening that does not do Botox right now, I can guarantee you there are lots of your patients who are going to get Botox from somebody else and they're paying them and they're telling, you know, they won't replace that back tooth or they won't put a crown on that broken tooth for three years that you've been begging them for, but they're going to pay someone else to go give them Botox 
people have priorities and, and they spend their money and elective dollars all the time. And it's about time for you to go ahead and start offering this service because literally you can make people look great and feel great um, all at the same time. And it's, it's an amazing experience. And dermal fillers are volumizers. So, for example, I mean, uh, again, porcelain veneer case that I did today, there's not a single porcelain veneer case that I do that doesn't also include lip filler because it's not just about putting a bunch of white veneers on teeth. It's also about that smile. And that smile absolutely includes all the soft tissue, I, I can say around the teeth, but it's all the soft tissue in the face and certainly in the lower face uh, for them. That's where dermal fillers can get in, get rid of those folds, revolumize the patients, give patients amazing lips to go with these porcelain veneers. I mean, there's just so much opportunity there, and this is all within the scope of dental practice. Again, we, we give this course at the American Dental Association <laughs> uh, annual meeting. It's amazing to me. Uh, you know, the occasional dentist that tells me nowadays uh, that, uh, you know, you, that still tells me, oh, dentists can't do this. It's, you know, uh, they're not allowed to do this. Are you kidding? We've been doing this for 12 years and we teach it at the ABA. You can't get in, into more of the scope of dental practice than, uh, you know, presenting this at the American Dental Association. But we give this course about 200 times a year all across the country. And we even have some international affiliates. Uh, but it's, it's really, it's an amazing, it literally will change the way dentists look at patients. And certainly this is what patients want. I mean, I've taught practice management for many, many years. And the first rule of practice management is give people what they want. In the past, it meant bleaching and, and white teeth and porcelain veneers, composite resins, all of those kinds of things. But now you can do so much more, but you can also control these muscles, get people out of pain, which is, I will tell you, at least for me, more satisfying than giving them the great aesthetics. Because someone that, that you know, that lives with a lot of oral facial pain, it's, I mean, it can be heartbreaking sometimes uh, for patients like that. I mean, we had a patient that um, this was uh, just, just amazing. We were giving an AAFE course, uh, and this was, you know, first day usually Botox and dermal fillers. The second day is TMJ oral facial pain. And uh, a dentist had brought a, uh, a, uh, a uh, Marine veteran, young kid, I mean, at least young by my standards, because I'm more of an older guy, and uh, had already done two tours, two tours in Iraq, one tour in Afghanistan, and his last tour, he was, a, he was in a Jeep, he was driving with six of his buddies, and they hit an IED, and all five of the other people had passed away, and uh, he was the only survivor, and, you know, this Jeep flipped a few times and this he was suffering with oral facial pain terribly uh for about a couple of years he had he had learned about botox um, by doing some research he then went applied to the va for botox treatment they said it'll be a year before we even consider it and he was in this dentist her name was dr melanie i won't say the last name but her name was dr melanie and and uh and said you know th this is my story and she said yeah i just happened to be going to this to this course and uh, you could be my model patient. She brought them. And I mean, this kid was all nuts and trigger points. And uh, I think everybody in the course treated him by the end of the day. There was so much to treat there. And literally right in front of everybody's eyes, he starts like moving his head and neck and he got a lot of relief instantly because that's how trigger point therapy works. 
And I can tell you that there wasn't a dry eye in the place. I mean, it's, it's amazing. You can literally change people's lives like never before, which is what we do every day in dentistry, but this takes it to a whole different level for sure. Yeah, well, and, you know, I think what I noticed too, you know, along what you said is people, you know, people will generally pick what they want before what they need. And, you know, the same thing with me when, when my wife heard that in my state, Utah, that, you know, dentists were now free to administer Botox, she was like, you know, just couldn't wait another second for me to get out of there and get the certification done. And, uh, <laughs> and, you know, she was, she was rushing right to it. But I, I think, you know, so many of our patients, especially for those listening who treat a lot of adults, I mean, I can't, I can't even count the number of patients we have who, you know, have the, uh, kind of chiseled jaw, sleep apnea, they got the flat occlusion and, you know, the, 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 Occlusal splints are great, but you do run into compliance issues, and especially if you couple those with Botox, it's such a great service because the the compliance with Botox for the patient is almost nothing, and you know they can get the benefit right away, and then they can wear their appliances as, as a boost to that. But you know, women, I think the unspoken thing too that that a lot of females, especially, aren't necessarily asking for up front, but they really like that it gets rid of that chiseled jawline and makes things more softer and, and look more feminine. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's really a good, a, a great service, but, you know, tell us, tell listeners how they could make, you know, Botox profitable for their practice. I mean, you have these large mega Botox centers that are very impersonal compared to what we can offer with a, you know, progressive personalized uh, dental practice. But what, what are maybe some tips for someone who's new getting into this that would, help them make it profitable and efficient in their practice and something that they could, you know, add to their tool belt to uh, really help their practice grow. Well, and I appreciate it. And, and it's, you know, what you're saying is absolutely true. And it's been the experience of just so many AAP members uh, who are dentists. It's just been amazing. So the first things first is, you know, it's Botox is probably the easiest thing to integrate Botox in Dermal fillers are the easiest things to integrate into a dental practice because there is no other healthcare professional practice like a dental practice. We have more people coming in on a regular basis than any other. We have we have recall and hygiene. Um, I mean, which is perfect uh, when you think I cannot tell you how many patients come right off the hygiene chair for a Botox treatment that takes five ten minutes. I think every dentist listening has got the capacity in their office in an empty chair for five, 10 minutes for what can easily be anywhere from a 300 to a $1,200 fee uh, for giving Botox. But, you know, the, the background of that, that is, first of all, you've got to have really good training and then it's incredible um, and certification training for sure with real dental continuing education credits. There's, there's a, a big problem now um, of, you know, these little pop-ups here and there of people that are just teaching their neighbors how to do Botox. And then when they, if they have a patient complaint and end up in front of a dental board, they say, well, where'd you learn this? And they said, you know, from Joe or Sally down the street. And they said, you know, that's, that's not real training. You can't do dentistry that way. You certainly can't do Botox that way either. Um, but it, it's really simple. You, you as a dental professional have got anywhere from 50 to 100 to 200 patients coming through your office every single week 
all you have to do once you're trained is start telling patients that you now do Botox and dermal fillers in your office. And I mean, you can do outside advertising. We usually, there's usually not a lot of need for it, or you just, you know, fold it in with everything else that you may be doing um, because people know what Botox is and dermal fillers. So many patients have been thinking about it. The dental office is the perfect place to get it. Many patients hate sitting at their, at a med spa or a, uh, you know, or a physician's office or a dermatology office or a plastic surgeon's office because they see their friends there and they all know what they're there for, for that. They sit in a dental office waiting room or now outside in the car because of COVID, um, but we'll get them back into the waiting room soon. But when they come to the dentist, nobody knows what they're there for. Um, they kind of, they, a lot of them like the privacy part of that. Um, they like the fact that it's, like it's an extra added on service and they can do it when they go get a cleaning. I mean, there's just so many benefits to that. And all you have to do is start telling patients that you offer the services. They're in your office anyway. They'll be delighted to get it there. And there is no other healthcare professional that is as, that knows their face as much as a dentist or works in the face. There's no other healthcare professional that gives as many injections works in the exact same area where you would deliver Botox and dermal fillers and patients are going to pay for it. This is not going to insurance and it can be very, very profitable primarily because it's a very short delivery time. I mean, you know, it's funny. We, um, one of our members, her name is Dr. Grace Chung and, uh, and I did an interview with her, um, that's on our YouTube channel and just a four or five minute interview. She's in Las Vegas, Nevada, and she is, and she's got, you know, a, a, a probably 1,200, you know, 1,300 square foot dental office. And she added this to her practice. And I can tell you that she's now dedicated, you know, one entire room that is just her aesthetics room has, you know, an aesthetics assistant that loves, just literally runs that part of her practice. And she said in this interview, and I thought it was really so telling, she says, you know, it's amazing that I can produce more in a five-minute Botox appointment, and if it's Botox and dermal fillers, a 15-minute appointment, way more than I will in an hour and a half crown prep. And she says a lot of times while I'm, you know, while, while we're taking the impression, I can go ahead and, and do a Botox treatment on a patient in the middle of a crown prep. She just, she just says it's, it's, it's so much fun. It's so refreshing to her office. Um, the, the ROI on Botox and dermal fillers far surpasses, uh, anything that else is in dentistry. There's no lab fee. There's no capital equipment. Um, you get paid for what you do. The time element is way down. I mean, I've, I've, I've lectured on practice management and, uh, and, uh, and, you know, overhead for, for 40 years in dentistry because our overhead in our office, knock on wood, has been around 50%. Uh, over that time because we run a very lean and mean machine um, in terms of that. We really watch our expenses. I mean, it, it, Botox and dermal fillers blows that away, the ROI on that, than anything else. I mean, uh, the porcelain veneer case that I did today, and uh, anybody that does a case or certainly does bigger cases, I mean, you know the planning that goes into that, the time element that goes into that. The first appointment is a good, you know, couple hours. The second appointment for 10 veneers is, is going to be at least a couple of hours. And sometimes some of the aggravation that comes 
uh, with all of that, that, I mean, that is a, that's a lot of work. It's, you know, it's 10 to 15 hours total of work to do that, uh, for that. I mean, once you're, once you have real certification training and Botox and fillers, oh my God, you can do it on the fly, literally, um, talk to the patient for a few minutes and deliver it and they pay you and, and it's great. There's no temporaries. There's none of that stuff. And again, I'm not saying give up all that other stuff. I certainly haven't given up all that other stuff. I love, you know, I love all the different parts of, uh, of dentistry. Uh, but I mean, there, there, there's nothing that compares and it's a tremendous opportunity. And, uh, I know that one of the topics, Tyler, you wanted to talk about, uh, was COVID, right? I mean, uh, and how COVID has affected the practice. Is that right? Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, everybody's so stressed out. They're all clenching their muscles together, you know, so it's probably, even better to use now than ever. Um, then that is exactly what the ADA said. Uh, you know, the ADA has their ADA morning huddle email that goes out. And I think it was just last week that said that, you know, people, uh, Americans and people worldwide, really, since this is what it affects, they're more stressed out than ever. There's more TMJ and oral facial pain than ever. So it certainly helps that. But I'll tell you an amazing story that happened over COVID. And uh, we've got, we have so many emails and so many, uh, uh, so many emails and, and texts and things that we've gotten from dentists that have said it was really remarkable. I don't know when you, when did you all come back into the office um, after the initial shutdown, Tyler? So, so we were, we, we never actually shut down because we do so much emergency and surgery kind of things. But as far as like fully being, open where we could do all procedures. We were, I think it was the last day of April, right around there. Our, our governor was pretty, uh, he was pretty quick to open the doors back up. But I know a lot of other states, it was, you know, weeks after that. Right. And I'm in Ohio and we were one of the first to shut down because our uh, governor was very conservative. And you know what? I think we, at least I think he did a pretty good job because we've been fairly low all around, a little spike here and there. Um, but and see, but he was, I wouldn't say he was, he wasn't the first open, he certainly wasn't the last. So we were open about the beginning of May. And the same thing, I mean, our offices and a lot of offices were doing emergencies all throughout. Um, but, you know, really back to practice, I am, by May 15th for sure, uh, it was back to normal and everybody was getting back to this new reality. And to, to be honest with you, Nobody had any clue as to what in the world are people going to come in for elective aesthetic appointments like Botox and dermal fillers, um, or are they not going to go ahead? I mean, it didn't seem like it was that important. And what we found out, I mean, with a shutdown of being two to three months, uh, where, again, aside from the emergencies, people really were not coming for any kind of regular visits. It was, and it still is, amazing the response. People more than ever, I mean, I can tell you that the, the makers of Botox Allergan have had some of their biggest months in history in this June, July, August, in these months right after COVID. And it's continuing now in the fourth quarter for, for Botox and fillers is always the busiest quarter of the year because of the holiday season and that kind of thing. And wow. we couldn't, for the life of us, we couldn't figure out why. We have so many emails and texts from uh, Dennis, especially that we're saying this literally is what kept my practice alive because they weren't coming for regular dentistry. 
They were nervous about coming for regular appointments, but they were not nervous about coming for Botox and fillers. It was really, really crazy. We've heard it so many times. And I know in our own training centers that also act as offices and see patients on a regular basis, I mean, just unbelievably slim. And what we found out in talking to patients and seeing patients um, was, you know, were a couple of things. First of all, they'd been cooped up at home for a long time, number one. Number two, they weren't going on vacations. They weren't spending their money on anything else. They decided to spend it on themselves. And then there was this unbelievable thing that I call the Zoom boom. And this is, I've written some articles in, in Dental Economics and some of the other dental magazines about this. Um, there is a huge renewed interest in people investing in their own aesthetics because of Zoom. They've been looking at themselves for months and they go to Zoom meetings, you know, even, even now, I and mean, a lot of offices are still, uh, you know, people can work from home and they're working over Zoom and Zoom gives them the worst possible angle to look at themselves. And you know, if you're ever on a Zoom meeting, you're spending most of the time looking at yourself, not at other people. And they are just picking themselves apart and they're saying, I got this double chin, I gotta have this lifted, tightened, volumized lips, uh, you know, wrinkles. And it's been unbelievable, uh, the response of patients coming in. And again, they don't have a lot more that they're spending their money on. They decided to spend it on themselves. And I can tell you that um, some of our dental offices that provide uh, Botox and fillers and certainly many other AAP members um, literally say that if it wasn't for this, um, my office couldn't have even paid the bills because this was all people were coming in for. And it's really been an amazing experience all the way around. So, I mean, it, it's certainly time for every dentist to start adding Botox and fillers to their practice because literally it is something, you know, how many things that we do in dentistry where patients are literally happy to be there, begging to get it done, happy to pay you, right? And again, once you're well-trained with real certification training, it's very easy to get a great result when you know the anatomy, and that's where anatomy, circling back to, to my initial interest in it in dental school, anatomy is everything in, in uh, AAFE training, because if you know the anatomy, you can do an unbelievable job with Botox and dermal fillers, and it's the most fun part of your day by far, um, and it's, it's really enjoyable, and it's a great service that patients are paying now elsewhere. Time to expand the practice your own practice and really start to deliver this. Well, yeah, and it's, I, I, I read somewhere, I think that isn't Botox supposed to be like, you know, 10 times safer than lidocaine or something. And lidocaine, we have, you know, I've never had a major problem with lidocaine in my practice ever. So when, when the, the people who are on the fence think that maybe it's dangerous or something, I would say, you know, for those listening, one, it's, it's very safe. And two, it's, you, you know, anything when you're dealing with muscles, you have so much more flexibility. I mean, hard tissue, you know, like if, if you, if you perforate an endo or you're off one millimeter on your, your big case, that can really mess things up. But, you know, that's why one of the reasons I love, you know, surgery and bone grafting stuff is you have so many more ways to do it. So much flexibility and same with Botox is, you know, whether you put two units or five units in a muscle, right. It's it, one. It's not permanent, but two, you can come back and add more if you do too little. If you do a little too much, you know the next go around that you can back that down a little bit, and it it's, it, it provides you that 
you know, fluid and flexibility to be able to, to kind of cater it to each patient. Right. And in terms of the safety, Botox, I mean, it's called botulinum toxin. Botox is the trade name that's most well known. Um, Botox has got one of the safest profiles uh, of any pharmaceutical agent. And is, uh, exactly what you said, much more than lidocaine. I mean, with a, with an average size male, you have got um, eight to 10 uh, carpules of 1.8 ml uh, lidocaine 2% to 100,000 epi. That already starts to get to push the toxicity level of that. And I've taught that, I've taught this in, in major restorative cases for a long time. I mean, you compare it to Botox, and you know what Botox is, but for those that don't, Botox typically comes in 100 unit vials, unit being the, the measure of Botox that we dosage uh, for that. And, you know, you would need 30 of those 100 unit vials uh, to go ahead and uh, to have someone uh, be toxic, to even come close to a toxic level of Botox. Now, being that Botox, each one of those vials, as you know, is about $600 each, um, you're now spending, I don't know, like $18,000 to kill somebody with Botox when you can hire a hitman in New Jersey for like five grand. So like, it's a lot, it's a lot cheaper. If you're trying to kill somebody. It's a lot cheaper with lidocaine. Okay. But, uh, none of us are here to kill anybody, but the toxicity is, 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 is such a safe drug. And like you said, it's easy to, if you know the anatomy and you know the, the dosaging and where to put it, and this is what AFE certification training all revolves around is we are anatomy crazy. It is easy to get a great result. And again, if you give a little bit less, you can always go back and give a little bit more. There is some dangers in relaxing the muscles too much if you give too much. Um, and that's why it's about really knowing the dosaging and the anatomy and the pharmacology and the physiology and all those different kinds of things. So, um, and, you know, it is. Thermal fillers is a little bit, you know, that it takes a little bit more. Um, you've got to know the anatomy. You want to make sure that you're volumizing correctly. But we can teach you all of that. But each one of them, I mean, they are so much fun to have to practice. Incredible what you can do for patients that you can never do before. And, again, we've got 12 years of experience with dentists giving Botox and dermal fillers. They are in my opinion and in the opinion of many, the best injectors with Botox and fillers, again, because they know their way around the face. They know anatomy really well, head and neck anatomy. They use, they give more injections than just about anybody. Um, that's why we've seen really dentists really excel at giving Botox and neural fillers. And I'm jealous. You're, you know, you sound like a relatively young guy. Um, but imagine, uh, you know, a dentist today coming out of dental school. What they have available that they can do in their practice that we couldn't even dream of 40 years ago. I even I, we didn't even know what to dream of 40 years ago. We were happy with amalgam fillings, and we were happy, uh, you know, that our first, uh, you know, composite resins just to, to 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 go all the all the way back to where we started was a powder liquid called AH20, and we thought that was an amazing. It came in one shade, and it was ugly, and the shade was ugly. But just by the fact that it wasn't silver, we thought that this was this was an un unbelievable aesthetic result um, in anterior teeth. It's just it's just amazing. But starting your career now, or being in a million career now, and being able to use Botox fillers, PDO threads, 
um, all the different things that are available now, plus all the technology and the implants and, and, and you know, clear aligners and just so many other things uh, that we have now. I, I'm jealous of, of, you know, of you, Tyler. I'm je- jealous, certainly jealous of younger dentists, uh, of what they have to start their careers with. It's just, it's an amazing, amazing journey. Dentistry is a fantastic profession. You get to do whatever you like to do. If you like endo, do endo. If you like ortho, do ortho. If you, if you like, you know, uh, dentures, which is very few dentists do dentures, uh, you know, certainly learn implants, uh, which is, you know, certainly something that every dentist should know how to do. Um, we're an amazing profession with amazing skilled um, professionals who make great Botox and dermal fillers injectors once they are certification trained. Well, it's uh, certainly a lot, a lot of great stuff there. And, you know, I uh, appreciate you reaching out. Um, even though we didn't meet when I went to the AFE course, um, for our listeners, Dr. Maltzmacher, he reached out um, from an article that I had put into The Profitable Dentist. And I'm so glad you did because it helped us to be able to connect and get this podcast going. So tell our listeners, you know, if they're interested in Botox, whether aesthetics, TMJ, dermal fillers, um, threads, all those kind of things, how they could reach you or the AAFE, how they could learn more to, uh, to, get, to get more information about courses or questions they may have. Sure, it's uh, pretty easy. Just go to this website, aafetraining.com, aafetraining.com, and that'll take you to the AAFE website, and there's tons of information there. Uh, as to every single course and descriptions and all that. Um, and, uh, and these are all ADA SERP and AGD based uh, 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 courses, certification courses um, on this. Certainly, and, and we have some dental board members that are actually AAFE faculty that we use as AAFE faculty. So every dental board knows us, every dental association knows us. Certainly, we work very closely, as I've said, with the AAFE, uh, with the ADA. Um, the American Dental Association. I was just on the phone with them today, and we're presenting something at their virtual conference. Um, I mean, it's just it, it's just so much fun to do. You can contact me. This is a little bit of a longer uh, uh, a longer email, but Dr. Lewis D R L O U I S at facialaesthetics.org. Once you go to the AAFE website, you can see how to spell facial aesthetics. Uh, dot org and I'm happy to uh, answer any questions or help anybody out um, because that's that's what I do a lot every day is I answer emails um, and I'm really uh, you know it 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 excites me to teach dentists how to change their practices how to change their patients' lives and you know we you know I would say this on behalf of all of our faculty um, they are just amazing and we have a great faculty of uh, about fifty. Uh, dentists, nurses, physicians, uh, nurse practitioners, amazing professionals, and everybody is really here to help you succeed in your practice. Well, that's fantastic. Thanks, Lewis. And, uh, you know, again, if you want to reach Dr. Lewis Altsmacher, he gave his information. Um, I've taken the AAFE course, highly recommend it. It ties all aspects of dentistry and with Botox so well. You know, there are lots of different Botox courses you could take, but theirs really just ties in aesthetics and dentistry and Botox. So thanks for being on today. We hope to have you on again in the future and appreciate your time today. All right. Thanks for having me, Tyler. Good luck, everybody. Continued success. Absolutely. Thank you. 
For more growth tools and to unlock access to weekly practice building tips, visit yourpracticegrowth.com and subscribe to our free weekly email today.